How are we going, mates? Welcome back to another episode of The Top Step. It's Ryan Roland-Smith. I've got Grant Balfour joining me on this episode. We've got a lot to catch up on. I haven't spoke to this guy for a few weeks. He's been busy. I've been busy as well. I'm going to talk to him about some of these moves, some of these trades that have happened, some of the best, the worst. What does it really do inside the clubhouse when you make that big trade? We're going to go around baseball, around the grounds. We're going to go check it all out. If you haven't already, please click subscribe. Tell your mates we're trying to build this show. Have a good time. Have a few laughs. So enjoy this episode. Whatever you're doing, if you're working out, driving, walking the dog, mowing the lawn, whatever it may be, enjoy this episode of The Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> Face Face Hall of Famer. Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As six. Victor Martinez and Grant Belfort join and benches and cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Top Step. I've got Grant Balfour with me before... Grant and I get into a lot. There's a lot to get to. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know this show is brought to you by Manscaped. Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. Now, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, but just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that you not only that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients that's where manscapes platinum package comes in from razors to shower care to packages uh these packages go uh, above the gold standard for your body hair so treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscape.com and use your own uh use this code tts for 20 percent off plus free shipping so go to manscape.com Use the code TTS at checkout. You get 20% off. And all our Aussie listeners, guess what? It's worldwide shipping. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everything you seem to want to buy from the U.S., guess what? Free shipping. Shipping always gets you. Grant Balfour knows all about that. So make sure you get it. We both use the lawnmower. We use the, the uh, what's the nose trimmer? The weed whacker. It's good stuff. Guys, get on it. Use the code TTS to get 20% off. Also, we have a brand new sponsor. Caldera Lab. We want to let you know this show is also brought to you by Caldera Lab. Gentlemen, we all know first impressions matter. And if you're not taking care of your skin, that's going to be the first thing someone notices and instantly either thinks you're way older than you are, or you just don't care about your appearance. Show them you do and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. So if you go to, it is calderalab.com slash TTS. You get your 20% off. You get the free shipping. You are good to go. So go to calderalab.com slash TTS. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com. And guess what? You're supporting the show too. I know Grant Balfour has been using the, 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 skin, the skin stuff. Look at that skin, mate. It looks amazing. Grant, how are you doing, champion? Oh, mate, never felt better. 
Ever since I got that eye cream and the uh, and the moisturizer, mate, the missus look- can't keep can't keep her hands off me. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you look good, mate. I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. We're, yeah, we're both no, been- I'm with a new new hairdo, and um, ever since Caldera jumped on board, mate, I, I got excited. Mate, you, you I said, "Geez, like- if I if I use this long enough." And uh, get on that rehab program. I might be able to go back in the draft as a young fella. <laughs> you reckon? You reckon with a good skin program like we've got now, both of us have got. I've been doing it every day. I got to say, man, losing the bags under my eyes, the whole bit. Uh, it's, yeah, it is important. With all seriousness, though, like as you get yeah. older and you're looking at some of these, especially some of the Aussies too, mate. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you go, you go, home and just the skin is just. Right, they're just like- laying on the beach every day. Look. <laughs> It's just, um, yeah, you got crow's feet going from left to right, mate. It's oh, yeah. crazy. You know, I got, I got my own fair share of crows, so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotta, gotta get plenty of this stuff, plenty of the eye cream going. I've already gone through half a tub, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Crow's feet more like bloody pterodactyl feet, mate. That, that's what I got. It's shocking. Oh yeah, but now uh, that's that uh, Aussie sun, mate. It's harsh. You got to yeah, take is. care of your skin. It Definitely is, uh, good product. Something that, you know, as a young fella, you didn't really uh, do that. But, um, nah, for, it's it's for everyone. And um, we have a good time. And at the same time, like you said, mate, the Manscaped, uh, get it out, trim it up, clean it up. Just take care of yourself, like you said, mate. You know? I love it. You, you out of see bed, how good- take care of yourself and go on with your day. See how good we are as hosts, by the way. We're just really looking after our sponsors. I mean that that's how you do it, right? Like you really look after your sponsors, making sure they're happy. I mean, they're throwing millions of bucks at this show. I mean, you want to make sure. <laughs> exactly, mate. Exactly. So you reckon? So here's a question: You reckon if you had, you know, you talked about getting that the the skin sorted, looking in the mirror, you're like, oh man, I might need to hit the gym again. You, you feel younger. You reckon you could go back and get back in that draft? You reckon you could pump a good 95, 96? Mate, I'd be lucky to I'll be lucky to get the six. I'll be lucky to get the six, not the nine. Maybe six miles an hour. How is your shot? Uh, there's, there's, the there's, uh, uh, it's it's gotten a lot better. It's gotten a lot better. But nice. um, yeah, I just I roll it over a little bit here and there. But there's um nothing too crazy going on. I had a little softball game, celebrity softball game. Played a little second base. So just a, just a nice short, easy throw. <laughs> little did, little did dart you ha- the first. Did you have to throw? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And no, yeah, no so, issues? Uh, no, no, no dramas. No dramas. <laughs> <laughs> who, else, who else is in the celebrity softball game? Uh, there's, uh, so basically, it's a mix of old um, Braves guys and then some old Yankees and, and Rays guys. Gotcha. And we're up there in uh, South Carolina. They do it every year at the River Dogs. They put the show on up there. It's a great event for um, for the children's hospital up there. Nice. And, um, yeah, so a good... Good event, mate, for a good cause. We go up there, you know, sign some autographs, play a little softball game, and uh, they raise money for them, which is great. And uh, get to see the city. It's a good little city up there in Charleston. Nice. So, um, yeah, we have a good time. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's been, like I said, man, and you mentioned it too, it's been a while since we've both been on the show. I mean, I've been busy. I said this last episode, I've had five weeks worth of baseball camps out there with the kids. I know you've done a couple – couple of these clinics with uh, what the players association yeah with the alumni yeah yeah with the um that's right yeah with the players alumni which is awesome but mate it wears you out <laughs> it's no yeah. joke man that is hours on the field oh my god man, they're, they're talking um they're talking about getting down to australia the alumni maybe next year 
Oh, nice. Going down there and doing some clinics. The lady was talking to me yesterday. So not nothing's, um, yeah. Don't get too excited just yet, boys. But um, yeah, there's a chance that uh, they get yeah. down there and, and get some reach because they do like to, you know, go to some of these different countries and, um, you know, internationally get around and try and expand the game, right? And yeah. uh, and get some reach to uh, to our boys down under, as we know. You know, we have um, several Aussies in the big leagues. Uh, and at the moment, uh, we got Curtis Mead, who just got his call up. I know, Talking man. about that. He's a, a he's he's a youngster that's come through the, the Aussie program and played with uh, South Australia over there. So it's uh, it's been fun to watch him with the race just lately and uh, getting a chance to play third base. And, and I actually ran into the GM the other day with the race and um, – a lot of similarities with the Everlongoria swing, he said. Oh, the way he, cool. the way he swings, the way he's high hands and the stance. So I was like, um, you know, if he can follow suit and have that kind of career, uh, I think he'd be pretty happy with himself. Yeah, look at I'm just looking at some of the numbers right now. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, lots happened since we've both been on the show. Curtis me get called up, which is awesome. And we've he's actually been on the show. You should go check out the episode where he joined me. And one thing that was pretty striking, I spoke with him about, people don't realize this. We've had, you know, a batch of Australians. I'm actually going to go grab coffee with one of them after this. I'm in Chicago right now, Liam Hendricks, who's had, God, he's had a crazy year this year. Obviously, just had Tommy John, so he's out for a little bit. But the hard thing is, Grant, and, you know, we talk about this all the time is, you know, you get some of these Aussies, some of these hitters, but none of them, up until you got Dave Nielsen, who was an everyday player. From then until Curtis Mead, who has a chance to be an everyday player, he's got 29 at-bats right now. I just got to look at his game log here to see if he is playing every day. But a lot of these guys, yeah. I mean, it's. I think there's only, the, like the last guy to have 400 at-bats, I've spoke about this a few times, was David Nelson. I yeah. mean, that was a lot, that was, you know, back in the 90s. Yeah, you know, I mean, Curtis, I would say Curtis is not playing every day, but he's playing, he's playing a bit. He's playing a bit. Uh, they do have some, you know, they got Paredes there. Yeah. Um, got the new young bloke from the Dominican that was just caught up at short. Um, I'd have to, I know, I know the I'll name, but I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss uh, pronounce it Bombay or whatever. I'd have I'm to, you'd have to, uh, I'm, lo- I'm looking check on right that for me. But he um, played- no, he's, he, he's, uh, he, he's getting in there. Obviously, they just uh, got done in uh, playing the Angels and they played that double header. So they didn't have to play Sunday and get out of there before that hurricane. Oh yeah, you saw in LA they got that hurricane that hit. Typically, they don't have that. But I saw they had an earthquake there too, a five point one magnitude. So they've they've been getting hit a little bit down there in LA. So so, so you've got here you've got August fourth, fifth, sixth. There's you know basically three days in a row. Then you got yeah. you had seventh, eighth off. I don't know if there's an off day there. Nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14. And the reason I'm counting these days up is, like I said, it's significant. Both Grant and I are from Australia, and we're both pitchers. Grant pitched out of the bullpen. I did a pitch out of the bullpen. I pitched in the rotation as well. Grant had 10-plus-year career. It's hard, man. First of all, it's hard you get up there. A couple things happen. Number one, you get to the big leagues. You're like, yeah, I just made my debut. Awesome. I'm a big leaguer. And you get all these hotels and on these private planes and all this stuff, and you're like, I'm one of the boys. But the real thing, the real, you know, bread and butter that you want to have as a player, especially a position player, you want to play every day. You want to be the third baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays. 
or the third yeah. baseman for the Seattle. Man. And I'm not, again, I'm not knocking any bench players, but all the bench players too, they're not sitting there going, oh yeah, I love, I just absolutely love, um, you know, sitting here on the bench and being a role player. No, no, no. They want to be an everyday player and they're all scratching and clawing to try and get that, those games every day. But you, you get to the big leagues and it's all, it's all roses. And then all of a sudden, you know, you go over 10, right? And, and then guess what? You're not playing. And then yeah. you're on the bench and you're trying to fight to get back. So the reason I'm saying that is because it's significant. Curtis has a chance because of the way he projects where they're going to give him a lot of reps to be the quote-unquote everyday player, not someone to fill a gap. You yeah. know what I mean? We all come up and when there's – good. No, I was just going to say there's kind of another – there's the other side of the coin there too, where when you're an everyday player, you're going out getting four at bats, maybe five at bats a game, and playing day in day out. You're seeing the ball, you're getting to see all kinds of pitching, and you you get comfortable, you get in a rhythm, you swing, your timing, and then when you go sit on the bench and you talk to players, you know that maybe don't play as much, they might only get ten at bats a week, and it's very difficult to come off the bench like that and face 96, 97. Anyone you talk to in the big leagues that was a pinch hitter and was a great hitter coming off the bench and could do and had that role, they would st- stick around for a long time because that's not easy to do. Not easy. No. And, you know, your timing, everything, you got to really work, you know, off the field, in the cages because you're not getting to, you're not getting to see that live pitching all the time. So, you know, you see the averages – at maybe 220, 230, that's 240. That's not too bad for a guy that comes off the bench. You know, then it's tough to hit 300 when you're, yeah. you know, when you're doing that kind of role. So well, he, hopefully for him, he gets a chance to play. Yeah. Well, he's gone, look at this, like the last couple of days. So he got three hits on the 14th. He got, yeah. he went one for four on the 18th. Then he went one for four on the 19th. But so you're starting to see him start to, to get comfortable, right? Couple he had a double, couple of RBIs his last couple last game. So sometimes it takes a little bit to get comfortable. You mentioned that some of those guys who are like those bench players, that's hard, dude. Like Kyle Tucker, I was doing the game yesterday against the Astros and, and Kyle Tucker, who was sick for for a couple of days, he was at home. Like he was sitting at home. He wasn't even at the they wanted him away from the players. He comes in, he gets gets to the field late. He's like, I'm good. I feel fine. Gets to the field late, puts his helmet on, puts all his gear on. And he has to get up there and face a dude like Justin Topu is throwing bowling ball sinkers. It's like, dude, the guy's been sitting yeah. on the couch for two days. It's hard. And then, like, the whole crowd, yeah. like, doesn't get a hit. And the whole crowd just, like, not booze, but, ugh, like, they're all disappointed. You look around the, yeah. the, the park. It's like, yeah, hard that is to come yeah. off the bench. It's really freaking hard. But, again, yeah. just with saying that, just, you know, watching Curtis Mead, it's it's awesome. You know, I've been doing these these camps the last five weeks. And you, you mentioned you've been hanging out with some kids. We had one guy, Liam McCallum, who – He's been staying at my house, Australian, who um, he came, the first ever camp I ever did with Next Gen Baseball, he he was at that camp. And here yeah. he is, he's playing D1 college baseball. It's it's a tough road, man. Like, it's not easy. And, and you watch some of these guys and some of these kids who look at, um, you know, I had Harry Ford, who's a massive prospect with the Mariners, right? <clears throat> Come out, he's out there dancing around with the kids and stuff. And, you know, I, I said, like, I had the microphone out there. I said to Harry, I said, hey, like, were you always the best player? He goes, no, I wasn't. I wasn't the best player. You know, I had to, yeah, you have to work frigging hard, man. It's a tough path, but just saying that, just watching Curtis Mead, man, you, you, you can't help but just got kind of get proud when, when you know he's coming from where he's coming from. He's got a chance to play every day. Super, yes. super cool. You know, on a team, by the way, I mean, he's going to be sitting there 
during playoff baseball. You've, you've I've never been to the playoffs. You've seen yeah. it. No, he is uh, the probability of them going to the playoffs right now has got to be ninety plus percent. You know. <laughs> If not a hundred percent, you'd have to exactly things would have to go really bad for them not to go to the playoffs. So, I mean, and talking about, about I was going to say, and talking about the playoffs, just about your Seattle Mariners, mate. I've been keeping oh, an eye on them surging. over there, and they are surging at the right time. They, oh, yeah. uh, everyone talked about the Paul Seawald trade. Uh, we're trading their closer, but like you said, they they do have. They do have a a surplus of late inning arms there. I see Munoz is now getting a lot of saves, yeah. and they're a team that they ha- they've always had that potential, and they're starting to break out and they're starting to uh, put it together at the right time. So exciting times out there, I'm sure. Oh yeah, it's it's wild, dude. Going back to that trade, I mean, again, trade deadline happened. We haven't been talking about this, and and, and my initial reaction, I'll admit, I was like. Yeah, God, what the hell, man? You're cutting off like the head of your pretty much your best asset, and that's your bullpen. And then obviously the starting pitching has just been ridiculous too with the Mariners. But you do that, and like the Mariners aren't ready to go in and do a Texas Rangers move where they bring in Chapman, Scherzer, you know, and the rest of it, where they're just going. And I'm talking about AL West here, and then the yeah. Angels. Obviously, we'll talk about the Angels in a second. But yeah. I'm just like, come on, guys, like go just. Give something up here. Go for it. And they weren't coming because they were six games out. And I don't blame oh, yeah. them, man. You think if you're the GM or Jerry DePoto, mm. head of baseball ops, you're looking at this going, all right, we're six games out. It's on you guys. If you guys want to make a push, it's on you. We brought this ta- – we have this young talent. You guys did it last year. It's on you. We're not going to yeah. go mortgage the minor league system um, just, just to maybe get you three games back. If that's yeah. the case. And I will say this, and you've been there before, man. I don't know if you can think back, but around trade deadline times, I mean, you know, you've been traded yourself. But right before the trade deadline, especially now with social media and everything else, I talked about this yesterday during the game. Um, you have all this anxiety. And, it, and even if you're like a rookie rookie as well. Like I remember being a rookie in 07 going, I'm going to get sent down the minute they bring in three bullpen arms. That's what I thought they were doing. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm out. And they yeah. didn't. I was like, yes. So I had all this. I remember trying to pitch and I was, I was sucking right before the trade deadline because I was just like stressing about it. Well, the Mariners right now, like you watch how they're playing. They just look settled in because right before that trade deadline, you're looking at Teoscar Hernandez, Logan Gilbert, um, Gino Suarez, all these players are looking around and going, I'm probably not going to be here next week. And it's, yeah. it's stressful. And, you, and like you've been there before, man. And then all of a sudden, trade deadline comes and goes. They lose Seawald C- and, and kind of say, "Hey, that's on us because we didn't put ourselves in a position um, to, to for yep. the Mariners to go all in." And then, yeah. and then, then they go to Anaheim and just kill it because yeah. they just seemed like they're just I don't know more relaxed. I talked to some of the players about. It. They just said, oh, "We just kind of feel like we can take a breath now," you know. And and the expectations changed a little bit. I don't know, have, yeah. do, you, do you remember around that trade d- deadline dealing with that as a player? Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, back I go all the way back to 2001 when I first got called up. I got called up uh, right before the trade deadline. So I spent a few weeks in the big leagues. And, you know, the Twins at the time, they are in the race. So I remember me and another the first-round pick got called up right around the same time. They made a few trades for some veteran guys back then. We'd only had a handful of days in the big leagues. And go from double-A to the big leagues thinking, man, this is cool. And then two weeks later, you're in triple-A. Because they've made a bunch of trades, you know, <laughs> right? For all these veteran players, because they're they're right there in the race. It's just the way it is. Sometimes it's not a bad thing. It's not that they don't want you. It's just that hey, at that time, 
this is the guys that got to go after. They need, they want some experience. They want this guy's been there and done it. And, um, yeah, eventually you get back up or whatever. But, um, yeah, like the situation, situation's a little different everywhere. And like you said, uh, with the Mariners there, they, they probably didn't put himself in the best situation for the GM to say he's on the fence a little bit. He's like, look, yeah, these guys are going to have to make a push and do it. I can't, you know, I, I don't know what, what it's going to take here. But he did what he did, and like you said, they're more relaxed now. They're playing great baseball. They've got great pitching. Dude, um, Julio so. Rodriguez right now, it's it's insane. Like, I, I, I can't, like, and the thing is, too, everyone's like, why are they pitching to him? Well, you kind of have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because what are you going to do? Just, like, walk him every time? But every everything that's inside the strike zone, he's hitting hard. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's just seems. Well, that's, 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 that's what you want. I mean, oh that's God. that's the kind of guy that, um, I mean, from from a guy that's not watching the Seattle Mariners games every day like yourself, those are the kind of expectations that that guy has on him, you know? Yeah. Because he is that he is that good, and people know he's capable of it. So those are kind of his expectations. He he lives up to him, you know. He's living up yeah. to him right now. So. That's great to see. Great to see him in the race. I mean, at the end of the year, I don't want to see six teams and then the seventh team in the wild card, just out of the wild card. I don't want to see him seven games back where there's no race. There's no competitiveness. It's like you're going to September 1st and it's like, well, that's pretty much it. Those six teams. I want to see that race. I want to, I want to yeah. see teams get challenged. You know, I want to, I want to see that it's, it's fun for the game. And there are a handful of teams, you know, I look at the American league here and I think, you got, you know, Seattle there, wild card now with Houston, Tampa Bay. And you got Toronto right there. You know, you guys are back and forward. Boston's, they've crept up and they're in it. And from there, it really drops off. The National League, yeah, kind of similar. You know, all the teams leading the way. Dodgers have pulled away. They've, they seem to have, you know, parted themselves from the Giants and the, and the Diamondbacks in the last month. Atlanta, who just are unstoppable. I feel like ridiculous. they got another World Series possibly written all over them. Milwaukee, that's going to be a fun one. That's central. And you got Philly, San Francisco, Cubs. They're all right there. Arizona, Cincinnati, Miami, all within one game. San Diego drops off. But the National League is going to be a fun one to watch. So, Hey, did you – looking back, I'm putting you on the spot here. Did you remember – anyone getting traded to your team that you're like, man, this has made a huge difference. I just feel like the more I think about it, especially this year and, you know, like the, yeah. the you know, the, I put so much, for some reason, I put so much emphasis on the trade deadline and it's make or break and all this kind of, but you've been in with playoff teams, right? A bunch. Do you remember any time where you're like, wow, we just got these two players, man, we are absolutely set or you have that run purely, not purely, but but a big reason why is because the whatever team you're on brought in this guy or this individual. Yeah. So you, I'm with Oakland. I'm with you know Minnesota, and at the time didn't spend a lot. I'm with Oakland, and I'm with Tampa Bay. They're not going out and making a huge splash for a guy making twenty, thirty million dollars, like a huge difference maker that like like an Aaron Judge or something coming yeah. in or, or one of these big names coming in, you know? Um, don't get me wrong. They they went out and got some guys here and there, and it's more of a confidence boost. It's like, 
them giving a sign to say he might not be a, a huge, you know, yeah. signing or whatever, but it's it's them sort of saying, hey, you know, we're going out to get a couple guys because we believe in you guys and we're in it. And it gives a, you know, a positive feeling inside the clubhouse as opposed to trading guys away or, or not doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more yeah. of a sense of a mental sense of like, Hey guys, you know, we went out and got a couple guys and we upgraded a little bit. It might not have been a huge upgrade, but we upgraded a little bit and, and we went on with it. And, um, and there's other times where there wasn't a lot that happened because they felt like the team we've got, we're doing well. We don't really need to make a lot of changes. They know yeah. what they're capable of and they kept going. I can only just go back to thinking of, um, oh, geez, CC Sabathia getting traded to the Milwaukee Brewers. That was well, 2008, he got traded right? that year. Now that guy took that team and put it on his back. That was insane, dude. That guy yeah. had a one with 10, 10 win. He was like ten and zero or whatever it was. I, I might be exaggerating, but it wasn't far off. And he just went on an absolute rampage and put that team on his back and took him to the playoffs. That, that was those are the kind of moves that you're talking about. All right, so that try I remember that clearly. That that and and then like I remember like I was just in Houston, so I saw Randy Johnson get traded from the Mariners back in like the nineties to the Houston Astros and just went on this run right back in the day. But that was significant, man, because they, he was pitching on short rest. That was 2008. That was July 7th. So the, the Cleveland Indians at the time sent CC Sabathia to the Milwaukee Brewers in exchange for Matt LaPorta, Zach Jackson, and Rob Bryson. You mentioned right? Matt LaPorta. And I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to, I saw him yesterday oh, out at the go. clinic, Matt LaPorta, former <laughs> first round pick. Sorry, oh, yesterday. Hadn't What's seen him in a while. What's what kind of career did he have, Matt Laporte? I'm trying. Yeah, to he had a good little career. Had a good little career, mate. He's a former first round pick, I believe. From- How's he? What's he up to these days? Uh, he's got four kids. He said, and he's busy, staying busy. I bet. He's done a little work here for so, a private so, equity. So you yeah. think about it, right? The Phillies and the Rays went to the World Series that year. So I'm trying to find. I don't think the Rays really did anything at the trade deadline, right? Here's another move yeah. in that 2008 year. Three way deal. Listen to this. The LA Dodgers receive Manny Ramirez, right? The Boston Red Sox receive Jason Bay, and the Pittsburgh Pirates receive Andy LaRoche, Craig Hansen, Brian Morris, and Brandon Moss. Jeez, man. What about that deal? Wow. Yeah. That was then, a big one. Yeah, that was huge. Um I'm thinking I'm thinking Max Scherzer. Which was the Max Scherzer trade where he he went on, he he went yeah. out to uh did he go out to the Dodgers and, and, and put up some pretty good yeah, numbers was, himself? That was um yeah, that was a big one. That was but again, we talked about it. This that was um trade to hold on, let me look at it. It was up. only a couple of years ago. Yeah. Do you remember? Okay, so we talked about this a lot and we kind of predicted it on this show. And again, I know he's pitching well right now, but he's had some injuries. He's had some yeah. some some velocity dips and everything. He has setbacks, I'd say. Yeah. So that was this was in 2021. Uh, the Dodgers got Max Scherzer, Trey Turner. Oh my god! And the Nationals get uh, Cabert Ruiz. I don't know how you say that name. Uh, Josiah Gray, Gerardo Carrillo, Donovan Casey. I don't know any bunch, of these guys. Bunch of prospects. Sounds like yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about that Max Scherzer, Trey Turner? Oh my god! Yeah, man. yeah that was that was significant. I'm just trying to think. But he that. he has he has been traded again. Right, we all know that the Mets cleaned house. Verlander, the Astros, Max Scherzer to Texas, and he has he has uh, stepped it up a notch down there in Texas, and he's putting up some numbers. 
he uh, he turns it on. He has another gear in him. That guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, no, they're he gonna does. Be tough. He does. They're going to be tough. They're going to be very tough to beat. I believe too. Yeah. Did you? Hey, did you see? Did you see him a couple of weeks ago? I love this. He um he punched out the side. I don't know if you saw it on social media, but the last yeah. strikeout was on a pitch clock violation. Yeah. <laughs> And he was mad about it. Like he was like he was like throwing his arms up like he wanted to stay out. There. Uh, he, like, he wanted to, he wanted to be the one to throw the pitch, not just walk off because of a yeah, pitch. Block. Exactly. That's gotta be a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I can't lie, it wouldn't be bad if it was a load of bases. Like, oh, oh well, that was good. Oh yeah. No, no. Well, hey, there, there was yeah. an out yesterday. Altuve struck out three two count, huge pitch, two runners on. Uh Mariners up by a run and pitch clock violation. Unbelievable. Uh, how about that? I, know. I, I think there's a little controversy there, isn't it? I don't know if they're going to talk about that, if they're going to change oh, the rule no. on that or what, but it, it does kind of, to me, it's like, uh, really? Pitch yeah, clock? I like, but, I, I love mean, the pitch the clock. I love the I speed like of the it, game. I like it too. I don't like it I do at like the it. game. I, I just the game don't like, it's so fast. Like, I don't like when it comes into effect, I suppose, when it on a situation like that. I want to see the result, not from the pitch clock violation. Right. I want to see the guy either you know, I want to see action. I don't want to see hey, that. Hey, real quick, I'm just looking through these trades. What about this trade? Um, Arizona Diamondbacks get Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. right, yeah. from the Phillies. You remember that? And they go on to yeah. win the World Series. That was huge. Oh, yeah. The no. Phillies received Omar Dahl, Nelson Figueroa. Nelson Figueroa, I'll play with him. He's been everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Vicente Padilla, he had a good good year. He was a uh, good career. With the, yeah. And Travis Lee. So the Phillies, yeah, received a little bit there. Yeah. Um, D-backs worst trade. Carlos Quint traded to the Chicago White Sox. Hmm. Um, they D-backs received Chris Carter. Okay, I'm just looking through some of these. The best here we go. Here, Atlanta Braves best. John Smoltz acquired from the Detroit Tigers. All right, 1987. Fair enough. Um, then they some some I've never heard of. The Braves worst. Adam Adam Wainwright traded to the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm just looking through all these best and worst. Sorry, I'm just going through them. They're quite interesting. Yeah, um, that's pretty funny. Orioles worst Schilling Finley Harnish traded to Houston Astros for Glenn Davis. Damn, dude, Steve Finley, Kurt Schilling. Oh my god. Um, yeah, Boston Red Sox best Pedro Martinez. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just stuck on this page. Um, no, but like all I'm, all I'm saying is this year, like. You know, the look, the Texas Rangers get Max Scherzer. He's been dealing. You said it. If you get that one arm. That makes a difference, right? Back to CC Sabathia. He was, they wore his ass out. You remember he was a free agent at the end of the year and they knew they weren't yeah. going to sign him back. He yeah, was the Yankees on, signed him. Yeah, he was pitching on like three days rest and the whole bit. It was crazy, dude. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Anyway, but the Mariners didn't do a whole lot, but they're surging right now. Houston Astros got Verlander. He's hopefully going to pick it up. He was hasn't been that great early in the year, but. All I know is that uh, Dusty Baker, we had a chance to talk to him yesterday. He just said when Verlander walked in, he had a big smile on his face. Everyone was super excited to see him. Energy went up, but, you know, the Astros have been struggling. But, you know, I, all I'm saying is that guy who comes in, you mentioned it's just like a confidence boost, right? They come in and yeah. you're like, whoa, okay, now we mean business. Yeah. It's awesome. They got a presence. Some guys have just got a presence. I mean, a guy like that, future Hall of Famer, how, how would you not want him? You know, in your rotation, so a couple guys like that that are pitching at the moment. So, but uh, it's it's gonna be fun. It's always a good time. We're about to roll into September here. Those last thirty days, uh, you know, it's gonna be make or break for some of these teams. 
And yeah. be, you know, as we know, it's a long season. You know, I've sat here and watched the Rays all year. They were the team. They they couldn't lose a game. They've gone through a tough stretch of injuries. They've lost yeah. a lot of start a lot of starting pitching, but they managed to hold on, stay in the race. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to uh, September baseball and some playoff baseball coming up soon. Yeah, me too, man. Well. Yeah, it was fun. I remember if you go back a couple of episodes, we were talking about the Rays <laughs> and that start too. Remember we're looking at where, where you end up at the end of the year after these starts. If you go back and listen to that episode yeah. about the Rays record. Well, we talked about Seattle Mariners having 116 wins and, and they were on pace for that back yeah, then yeah. a while back. That's right. And, that's right. And now and now it's you just it's just you know, there's no shot. There's no shot at that. But uh, it just shows how good the Mariners were in two thousand one. Like oh, the yeah. consistency, how good they were. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, listen, I'll let you get out of here. What do you got? Oh. No, nah, mate. Just, um, oh, you're looking uh, at me. I was, oh, nah. um, <laughs> I thought you were giving me, like, give me the finger. Uh, I'll let you go, mate. <laughs> I'll let you get out of here. Um, but this has been fun. It's good to get back into it. We will get back on more of a consistent rotation. You're not so busy doing big league stuff. I haven't got camps going on, so we're good. I'm here in Chicago. About to go hang out with Liam Hendricks. I'll let you know how How's you the weather there, mate? Good? Oh, it's fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Nah, good. Mate, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Get out on the lake. Get out on that lake and enjoy it, mate. Boat. All right, yep, mate. That's I'll, it. I'll... <laughs> All right, mate. I'll see you, see you, Chippy. See you later. See you, mate. Killing them, killing them, killing them, killing them, killing them.